thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the primal demigod, the primal tribe leader, the co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He is God Damien. Oh, don't call me that. It's terrible. No. You're like, um, what's the guy in Peter Pan, you know? Uh, the you're crocodile. Like, I'm the crocodile. No, you're the god. You're the king of the Indians. No. You know, I'll call you Chief Little Flying Eagle. King Zuffi, Zuffi Zuffa, Juffy Juffa, ruler, ruler of Zamunda. No, I... Because, because primal <laughs> legend. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, P, you're killing me. I don't like to be called those sorts of things. Great to be here, MP. I love it. Love well, it. I'm, I'm, I'm playing games with you because well, you we've, are. Had our, we've had our wellness summit. Yes, that was great, wasn't it? It was fabulous. It yes. was It was just words, uh, superlatives just don't do it enough justice. Right. Um, we had Pete Evans there. Yes. The, 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 the nutrition talks were, you know, in, so intensely well received. It's almost got me tempted to do just a nutrition only summit because there is no doubt that um, we are just thirsty for knowledge when it comes to food. It's a burning topic. It's a burning it is topic. A burning yeah. topic. But yeah. I also think we're, we're, we're thirsty for clarity because if there's one thing which confuses people more than anything, it's not mindset and it's not exercise. It is nutrition. Yeah, thirsty uh, for clarity, hungry for change. What do you think yes. of that? Yes. Oh, 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 oh see that? Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so we had Pete Evans, we had Joe Witten, we had Cindy O'Meara, and we had Damien Christoph. Mm. And I've since seen an article from Cindy. It's a goodie uh, too. It's a goodie. It's a goodie, which has come out. Is is paleo another fad diet and shouldn't the world take it on? Mm. Now, we've we've touched parts of this topic. We've done a few episodes on Chris Cress's book, Your Personal Paleo Diet. We've done a couple of podcasts uh, three or four weeks ago about Pete Evans and the flack he got from the six foods he never has in the kitchen. But I really thought, Damo, it would be great if we just dove a little deeper in this uh, perception of paleo being the diet for everyone. Yes. Um, and Cindy's tackled this head on and I thought, let's have a chat about it. Let me ask you some questions on it because I know that, I know that. I mean, our very own Brett Hill uh, loves his paleo. He's dedicated to the paleo movement. Um, so it's not about wronging anyone that's on the paleo diet and, and writing anyone that's not on the paleo diet. It should probably we should probably both say that you and I aren't strict paleo. So you might say that there's a slant in the fact that we're not one hundred percent dedicated to one way of eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it'd be wise just to have a look at Cindy's comments. Um, I'd love to ask you some questions about it in in my urge to continue to gain clarity on this uh, part of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I fire away? Go, fire, All boom, right. go. Great. So Cindy's article came on the back of a press release from the DAA, the Dietitians Association of Australia, and the no. press release was titled, Sheepish. Don't Go the Paleo Way. Uh, and this is on the back of Pete Evans's tour, which was called The Paleo Way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Cindy was very quick to say that she doesn't agree with a lot of what the dietitians said, but she does agree with this comment that 
um, if you know if everyone became uh, became went onto the paleo diet, uh, one we wouldn't be able to afford it, but two socially. Uh, socially, we wouldn't be able to do it because we, we just have too many people in the world these days. Too many. Um, we couldn't grow enough animals. We couldn't. We couldn't. And we can't grow enough fruit and vegetables. It's not possible. And so this is a really, you know, so then it's like, so then we start opening up this can of worms. And what I loved about this article and what I'm looking forward to the, with this chat with you, Damo, is that, so then is it, you know, if, if uh, from a population standpoint, we don't have enough people. So Cindy said here, to suggest the whole of Australia change to a strict Paleolithic diet would be economically and socially a disaster. To suggest the world do it would mean that the 7 billion people plus on the planet would have to be drastically reduced for everyone to get their share. Yeah. After all, we moved from a hunter-gatherer lifestyle to an agricultural way of living due to population demand. That's it. So I've got to ask you, Damo, does that mean that we the sooner we uh, are at peace with the fact that if we're going to have seven billion people in the world and, and and grow, that we have to come to peace with the fact that not all of those people are going to have crash uh, are going to have fabulous diets, and that's just part of what it takes to live in a world with so many people. Well, there's a couple of things. There's a few questions that uh, come out of that one question. One is we need to define a fabulous diet. Right. All because, right. So maybe I'll just say junk food. Yeah. No, I don't think we have to go the junk food route. In fact, the junk food route is what's probably making the world poor because as a result of junk food and poor lifestyle, um, sedentary lifestyle, you know, living and all that sort of thing, um, we now have mega- medical bills that are sending countries bankrupt uh, because mainstream medicine, actually not mainstream medicine, big pharma is cashing in on the sick person. And uh, and instead of actually encouraging people to eat healthily, they go, don't, don't worry about eating healthy. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. Well, I hear just, another oncologist just, say nutrition has nothing to do with cancer. I'll spew up. Oh, mate. Uh, well, I would, I would like to bucket, bottle my spew and tip it on their head. That's what I'd like to do <laughs> because it's ridiculous. In fact, Catalyst last night um, went further. You know, they, they did a report a couple of weeks ago. Last night they went further and they delved right into the science behind healthy food and, and, and bad food and implication for um, poor health and the result of poor health or disease from bad food. Now, it's it's all good and well to say that science has now found, you know, compelling evidence to suggest that food might cause disease. But I'll tell you what, if you wait for the science to prove that a parachute actually works, <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> before you use it, when you jump out of the next plane, um, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. So you, you kind of got to look at some observations and just go, well, hang Let's on a second. Look in the world around us, yeah? This is it. This is it. So the... the Big big pharma is vested in sickness. They are vested in sickness. They want people to they want people to be sick so they can sell their drugs. They're not wanting people to be well because if they're going to be well, then they don't need their drugs. I'm happy to say that, and no one can challenge that because that's what their shareholders want. They want the they, they want the company to make money so the shareholders get paid, and the way in which the company makes money is by selling more drugs. Yeah. That's it. Simple as that. So. It's junk. Most businesses work. You have to That's sell your it. product in order to make a profit. That's it. And so, so junk food is actually taking people in that direction, and a poor lifestyle is taking people in that direction. We can have 20 billion people on the planet, and people could still eat well. What we need to understand is that eating well is not just by exclusion of all foods that fit into a particular category. It's about understanding how certain foods can work in our lifestyle. And Cindy goes on to talk about, you know, the uh, the 
rapid development of civilizations around the world occur, occurred as a result of agriculture and farming and farming practices. We weren't just wild crafting anymore. We weren't walking out into the jungle and just grabbing some yams from the ground and maybe a few berries from the trees and, you know, boomeranging a kangaroo. Like, yeah. that's that's not how we're doing it these days, you know. We've got a, we're farming, and as a result of farming, that alters the type of the, the quality of the meat, the quality of the produce that we get. However, we can still eat a very healthy rich and abundant life you know bundle of food to live a a great life um in using agriculture and so some grains are going to be fine some nuts are going to be fine some fruits going to be fine some different types of animals are going to be fine it just my thing is that it doesn't need to be that black and white so if we because i mean we've spoken a lot uh like this is what i love about you damo you bring so much clarity to the table i think of say the uh, Icareans on the Greek islands. Uh, now, I don't know if I've told you this, Damo, but I had so many questions about um, our longevity tour um, yeah. to Icaria. And I said, look, we realized we had so much interest in it, but we realized we didn't give people enough time. We gave people six months' notice. Was and we enough? really need to give people at least 12, 12 months' notice. Yeah. So I have said to people, I don't know if I've told you this, Damo, but 2016 right. is the Icaria Greek island longevity tour. Okay. Excellent. I'll put. I'll lock it away. I didn't know. Put it in the calendar. No, you didn't know. We're going to give people. That. We'll launch it officially in 2015. So you've got plenty of time to put it in the calendar. Yep. And we'll do it in uh, the winter, the Aussie winter of 2016, which will be the European summer. Yep. And we might just add the. Uh, we might just add the Italian island of Sardinia to that yeah, too, Damo. We'll I know. Make it a bit of a bit of an adventure. But do you reckon we could? Career, I'm just going to put it out there. Do you reckon we could go via Okinawa? Well. We could add that because this is what this is. Yeah, I love that idea. Ah, oh, wouldn't be great because it's a tour, right? So why don't we do a Blue Zones tour or something like that? Yep. Well, Ooh. Damo, okay. these 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 places, Okinawa, Ikaria, Sardinia, they're they are very much entrenched in the agricultural world. Yeah. Their longevity, the foundation of their longevity, is on almost the agricultural lifestyle. I'm also, I'm, I'm talking as much from the social lifestyle that agriculture breeds, where mm-hmm. you've got friendship and you've got community and you've got, you know, sharing of foods and, you know, I'm growing this and I'm growing that or well, let's share our, you know, all the rest of it. Um, but they're living it exceptionally well, right? They're living it exceptionally well. They're almost like a role model for how the rest of the world can actually, you know, learn and, and model themselves on. Um, but then you look at Okinawa and you look at the centenarians who are doing it exceptionally well. Yes. But then you look at their children and their grandchildren who are dying yeah. Who are living off McDonald's and KFC. The Western diet. They're living off the Western diet. And this is the thing, like you don't need the research to tell you what's going on. I mean, it's so brutally in your face. You don't have to be a researcher and a rocket scientist to figure it out. Um, but how is that, you know, how is that going to change, Damo? Like it's a bit of a, I know it's a massive question, but is it going to change? What, what the, the young people are going to die or... Well, the people that actually—I mean, I love this. I love this concept that seven billion, twenty billion people could be living on the planet, yep. eating well. Yes. But the only way that could really happen is to light fire to every single junk food restaurant in the world. 
No, I think that um, I think that there'll be a place or, for junk food. You know, Charles Darwin put it succinctly: like there's definitely the survival of the fittest. I know that's a little bit um, black and white and a little bit fatalistic, but certainly the decisions that you make um, determine your outcome. We know that we know that for sure. And when you look at uh, epigenetics and all of those sorts of things that can influence our longevity and our well-being, we've got the genes to live a long time. We could all live a long time if we if we actually put our mind to it. But there's a number of decisions that you need to make, you know, including exercise, including mindfulness, including food. Like there's all that sort of thing that you've got to get right. It's not difficult. It's actually not difficult at all. It's just that we need to move in that direction. Part of it is nutrition. And in particular, um, dietitians dropping the ego. You know, if they could just drop the ego and start to spread a message around health and what health actually is instead of trying to influence policy so that governments can relax the rules. I met a girl the other day who her job with Nestle um, is to uh, help influence FSANs to uh, relax the food policies about what goes into uh, baby food. Oh, no. Tell me, you know, like that's Just a... Tell t- people what FSANs stands for. Uh, food Standards Association Australia New Zealand. And, um, and so essentially they write, they say what's allowed to go into baby food. So let's say for or all food. So 20 years ago... Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't be allowed to put in their whey protein concentrate, for example. Yep. I, I don't know. Like maybe you were twenty years ago. I don't know. I'm just saying. And and now, even though we know whey protein concentrate might not be good, because there's been such strong lobbying, you're allowed to put whey protein concentrate in baby food, um, and soy and uh, soy canola or canola oil or you know different things to get the nutrient profile right of a baby food is influenced so largely by industry, which is run by dietitians. We've got to get them to start thinking about health as opposed to just putting food or a food substance on a plate. Like, look at the implication of what it actually means. It is. Um, one of the things that Cindy said here, and very much in line with, with where you're at, is that she said it is possible to go back to a diet based on traditional foods, fermented vegetables, cultured dairy, organ meats, yeah. traditional grains, some legumes that are sprouted and or soaked and then cooked, yeah. wild or ethically raised fish, poultry, meats, veggies, fruits, nuts, seeds, healthy eggs, herbs, and non-irradiated spices. She said these foods are perfect for human health. Absolutely. Uh, the problem now is what agriculture and science has done to these foods plus what these foods and political medicine has done to the human body. And then she's gone on to say, the abuse of antibiotics, painkillers, hormones, vaccines, steroids and the like, along with the killing of every bug with antibacterial washes, the 95% rate of birth interventions, lack of sleep and not enough sunshine or movement and so on, yeah. and so on is yeah. what has made the Australian people and other nationalities that follow a modern way of living a health disaster. Yeah. Couple this all together with the dietary guidance Guidelines and food industry version of food, and no wonder we are looking for the magic panacea diet. Yeah, I mean that just that that is really just in a nutshell. That's there's a whole there's a whole movie to be made on that statement. It's fantastic. It's great. It's that, that magic panacea diet. I'm sure as a practitioner you see this all the time. Is it? I've we seen have them become all. Addicted. We have mm. become addicted as a diets. as a human race. Yeah. Yeah. For the for the magic pill. For yeah. the for the panacea, you know, even uh, you know, in chiropractic, people come to you. I'm sure, Damo, because mm-hmm. I know they come to Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety percent of people come to you in pain. Yeah, and they're hoping, hoping, and hoping, and hoping that that the first adjustment is yeah. going to just um, help I'm, them. I'm going to be their less risky par- paracetamol. Yes. You know, <laughs> they're wanting they're wanting the adjustment to uh, to fix their pain as opposed to be part of their solution. And uh, you're right. You're absolutely spot on, mate. 
So I suppose the question is, and maybe it comes back to what I'm saying earlier about how do we actually, how can the whole world begin to do this? And it really does come down to education, doesn't it? We have to, and really it's probably on a more subconscious level why we're, as a, as a podcast network, so inspired to run, you know, a wellness summit mm. is because this further education, like one person at a time, I know you said that you had a patient who, was it a patient or someone at the summit that had a friend see a post they put up on Facebook about they've taken gr- uh, gluten and sugar out of their diet and this friend called them up and said, you know, I kind of want to know what you're doing with your family because I don't really get it. Yeah, I'm kind of right. really interested. Isn't it cool? And, but that's kind of how it has to happen for 7 yeah. billion people, isn't it? Because yeah. it's not going to happen like It's not going to happen by burning up, by burning down all of the fast food centers because they're just going to build them again. Yeah. It can only come from within, from an internal education and conviction that you know what it is that you want to do with your nutrition and other areas of your life. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a couple of things to, to remember that and – you know, Cindy and I both touched on this at the summit, is that it's a philosophy. Food is a philosophy. It's how you decide to live in a particular portion of your life. You know, exercise is a philosophy. Sleep is a philosophy. The te- television that you watch is a philosophy. The way in which you live your life is your philosophy. Now, in adopting someone else's philosophy around food, that may work for you, but it may not work for you. And so we see that there's various cultures around the world that um, have a food-based philosophy around you know, protection of animals. You know, it could be vegans. Um, it could be vegetarians. You may choose to um, eat primarily a plant-based diet, and you can do that and be very, very healthy, by the way. Um, there's, there's other philosophies you know, that go to the other extreme, you know, to the extreme that some people keep themselves in a state of ketosis 24-7. You know, and um, we look at Jim, Jimmy Moore, for example, Jimmy Moore from um, we, we interviewed him on the Wellness Guys. Clarity, yeah, living La Vida, yeah, living La Vida, low carb, and yeah. um, you know we we look at that, and he he keeps himself in a state of ketosis continuously, which is what Dr. Atkins used to do, um, and and so there are different philosophies around health, and so what resonates with some may not resonate with others, but it doesn't make it wrong or right. Yeah. It's just that that's the way that it is. And I don't know what makes people feel like Claire. He what or Hewitt, whatever you want to call yourself. I don't know. I don't know why she decided to go and say something like that when it's a philosophy that can help people live and move towards a healthy eating program. At the end of the day, what we're trying to encourage people to do is to eat more fruit and vegetables, eat better quality choices of proteins and fats, and drink more water and exercise. Now, if the philosophy for that person means that they're going to adopt a lifestyle that's paleo, great, no problems, no problems. If it means that they're going to be, you know, omnivorous, great, no problems. If it means that they're going to, you know, move down a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle, great, no problems. The key thing should be that we all work together towards driving people to be healthy. Yeah, and towards real food. Real food. That's where you're at, isn't it? It's real like food. Looking, yep. Looking at some of these, um, some of the. The uh, civilizations, you know, the Inuits have fat from caribou and seal and they don't actually get much fresh produce. Where they live, the Hunzas had a, a largely, um, I think it was an omnivorous diet. Yep. The Aboriginals, flesh, grasses, roots, nuts, fruit. The Somalians, blood, dairy and meat. Somalians, but, you know, there's still some cultures that bleed their cattle and drink it and then they stitch the cattle up and, you know, off they go, they yep. just drink their blood. But that's the thing. There's no junk food. There's no uh, modified foods, no additives, no preservatives, no flavorings in any of those diets. Mm. And that's the thing. I remember, was it Rich Roll on, on, a, on the Wellness Guys podcast? I don't know if he said it on the air, but I know Brett said that he definitely was like, Brett, I know you're paleo and I'm vegan or you know raw vegan, but the thing that everyone forgets about that we most agree on is that we're talking about eating natural foods. Yeah. 
we're not talking all paleo and vegan and omnivores and the rest. What they all agree on is that all of the packaged stuff is unhealthy. Yeah. And that's probably the most important thing, isn't it, Damo? The most important thing is the removal of those products. Yeah. Um, I think that was David. That was David Avocado Wolf that said that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just important to. I mean, that really brings it back to the to the world of common sense, isn't it? Yeah, it does. And you know, Sean Croxton. We spoke about this with Sean Croxton uh, on the Wellness Guys. We spoke about just eating real food, the Jerf principle, yeah. and uh, and it, it makes sense to me. You know, last night I had some beautiful. A beautiful bolognese that uh, Amber and I had made in our Thermomix um, and heaps nice. of vegetables in that. Had a bit of a side salad, delicious, and I used rice um, as my grain. Nothing wrong oh. with that, you know what I mean? Like delicious, tasted amazing. Um, and it just makes it just makes a difference. Now, I didn't have to have rice. I could have actually made zucchini, um, zucchini spaghetti. You know, I could have actually yeah. just steamed some zucchini and had that. Could have done it with carrot. You know, there's different ways in which you can do it. But according to a model of food-based nutrition that we talk about in Australia from the from Nutrition Australia, or maybe more Dietetics Association, is that we should be having grains because otherwise we'll be nutrient deficient. I don't understand how I can have a processed grain that's going to be more nutrient rich than you know steaming Vegetable some zucchini. Or- I don't, yeah. I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me, um, particularly when I've got a nutrient-packed bolognese that's going to go with it. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so yeah, I think you, you all, you know, the common sense people like yourself and Cindy say it's a matter of finding what's right for you. Mm. So if you're listening right now and you're still in that process of finding clarity, you know yourself. I think this is probably where some people get unsure and that's because they don't know whether it's right to trust their own intuition or their own feelings as to what direction they want to go down. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure you and I would both say you have to honor the part of you that actually does know. That's your heart, The part of you that does know, you just can't doubt that. Could I? I'm just going to say something else. Um, A friend of mine went away to Italy and, uh, and, you know, she'd been struggling with some health issues before she went to Italy. Um, And as a result, her liver enzymes had, had gone up. And, uh, and you know, everybody's quite concerned, quite worried about it. And uh, she went away to Italy, had lots of alcohol, had lots of pasta, had lots of bread, you know, lived exactly in the opposite way to what paleo would be or to the opposite way to which we might actually say is healthful. And this is, I'm going to just, I'd love to, uh, for us to finish on this because when we come back to the principles of 100 Not Out, it's all about um, purpose, enjoyment, happiness, um, an exercise, right? Yeah. And uh, and so she went went lived it up, had a lot of fun, relaxed, chilled out, slept, exercised, got some sun, everything was great. Just took it easy, took the pedal off the metal, relaxed, came back, had some blood tests, liver enzymes have decreased significantly without right. medication. Nothing. She's had alcohol that should increase it. She had grains that should increase it. She's, you know, had a whole lot of processed stuff that should increase it. The point of this is that happiness is center point. It's it's crucial. Um, yep. Movement is crucial. Purposefulness is is crucial, and the food decisions that you make will ultimately impact your. Uh, quality of your life, not necessarily the longevity of your life. Now, the quality of your life can be impacted by diseases that you might contract as a result of having a bad disease, a bad diet. But mm. you know, you don't have to be so strict and so retentive about it in order to get really healthy. <laughs> that is a great way to finish up this edition of One Hundred and Out, Damo. As always, thank you for your wisdom and thank you for just 
letting me rip you in, you know, rip you with questions and thanks for, again, your answers and your wisdom. Much appreciated. Pleasure. Thanks, EP. That's it for this edition of 100 Not Out, folks. Thanks again for your company. Remember, we'd always love to hear your feedback. You can provide it at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out. But remember, that's all letters. If you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your networks. And remember, there's seven other podcasts available on The Wellness Couch, which you can view at thewellnesscouch.com, including Damo's number one, The Wellness Guy. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.